Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another Arsenio Buck Show. Guys, this is a special podcast, and this is in terms of what my student has gone through. So basically, guys, I do a lot of teaching outside. I do a lot of teaching to help people. I do a lot of coaching. I do a lot of mentoring. And this is when I had to shove that teacher aside and mentor this individual. And so basically, it went like this. This is a wonderful, brilliant gal. I've been teaching for quite some time. Actually, as a matter of fact, this is um this is an individual that I met at one of the worst places I've ever worked at in my life. Well, actually, my last job was. But this is a place that said, hey, you can't teach this test prep course called TOEIC because you're black and the Thai students and Japanese students won't like you. So, yeah, seriously, that was straightforward. I mean, this is at a place that's right in the heart of Bangkok, too. And so I said, you know what? You said I can't teach it. How about this? I'm going to create ebooks on it. But I met this girl at that moment. You know, I remember when I had to teach her IELTS, she got the IELTS score she needed, and she ended up going to Australia to study epidemiology at the University of Sydney. She came back. And so then, of course, you know, we were talking again, and she's like, hey, I'm gonna, um, I wanna learn with you again, da 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 da. And of course, she's a doctor. And so here we go. You know, I've taught her a couple of times. We talk to each other on a regular basis. And I just felt like the first, when I saw her at the base of my, at the base of my condo, she was very, very discontent. I felt that ball of energy around her. And that ball of energy was not positive whatsoever. She had that face of discontent. And so as I was speaking to her, it just felt like her, 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 her shoulders were rolled over forward. She was speaking very softly. She didn't have any enthusiasm like I had, but of course nobody has my type of enthusiasm, okay? Because I'm just so grateful for being alive, right? So, of course, I'm not going to compare her with myself, but at the same time, I just knew something was wrong. I was like, hey, so what's going on? And she just, she said, you know, she's very work-centered. She still started telling me. And so basically, this is what it came down to. I started asking her something because I wanted to focus on her ability to speak because she kind of lost it after coming back from Australia about nine months ago. So I said, okay, tell me a funny story. She couldn't tell me a funny story. I was like, okay, well, this happens a lot with Thai students. Some students are full of stories. Like me, I could tell you 5,000 funny stories right now. Uh, But a lot of Thai students, they're not able to capture that side. You know what I mean? No, I wouldn't even say students. Maybe there's some people just don't have funny stories. So I said, okay, well, tell me a scary story. Tell me an inspirational story. Tell me an adventurous story. And when I realized, I was like, you can't tell me an adventurous story? She's like, no. I was like, you haven't lived, May. And I said that jokingly, but then she said, you're right. And I said, you know what? You're very uninspired right now. She's like, yes. I said, you don't have the passion. She said, yes. And I said, okay, here we go, Arsenio. What are you going to do? And I said, okay, we're going to break this down. Boom, Wheel of Life, which you guys are going to be hearing, of course, on Monday. Now, the Wheel of Life is comprised, okay, people? So if this is the first time you're listening in, this is a very, very critical, and I mean a very critical, uh, let's just say, activity that you need to do. Eight categories of life. All of them need nurturing. All of them need balance. If you neglect one area, the rest of the seven suffer. So you got your personal development. You have your physical environment. You have your romantic relationships, which I deem to be a luxury. Okay. Um, Fun and hobbies, family and friends. And you have your career, health and wealth. All right. Eight categories. And so I said, okay, so let's go into the personal development. What are you feeding your mind every day? How are you growing? How are you growing, May? She gave herself a zero. And I said, this is probably why you are feeling, listen, when you're not grown, because we're insatiable, we want growth. 
When you stop growing, you're finished. This is why I believe doctors and lawyers and nurses, I believe that these are the worst professions on the planet. I don't give a damn about the money. But they're neglecting every area of their life. Their family and friends are suffering. Their fa- you know, uh, what is it? Their fun and hobbies, they have none. I mean, a lot of you will be like, well, I know a doctor. He has a lot of fun. Bullshit, point him out. Come on. Come on. Let me know. Show me a content doctor. Okay, I teach another doctor, and he seems a bit content because why he continues to grow? He's learning. He's learning English. He's learning how to enunciate. He's telling me about stories. He's learning about new things. Why? Because we want to grow as human beings. And when you stop growing, you become complacent. Complacent breeds dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction breeds sadness. Sadness leads into depression. Depression leads into depressive thoughts. And this is what I'm going to be talking about probably in a video. Probably I've already talked about it in a video. Go on my Instagram, The Arsenio Buck Show. Antidepressant masks the problem. Now, let's keep on going. That's probably going to be a live video because I can't do that in one, one goddamn minute. I got to I got to speak about that from the goddamn soul. And so, personal development suffering. Fun and hobbies, four. Family and friends, the thing is, she says eight. Family's wonderful, but the thing is, her friends are going through the same thing as her. Friends sent her a message saying, hey, you know what? I'm in ER right now. I just don't want to do this anymore. Mm, there it is. Got a doctor friend that's in the ER, and of course, she's around other uninspired people. Love her friends. Friends treat her well, but guess what? Her friends are going through the same thing as her. It's kind of like those ridiculous-ass people on Twitter. Oh, let us mourn together. Let us be depressed together. Let me just stay in the dark and do this. No, stay the hell away from depressive people. Stay away from the sad people. Now, I'm a coach. I'm a mentor. And I'm going to help her get out of this. And I'm going to bring that up in the next part, okay? But I looked at some areas, and there were four areas that were just hit, completely hit. And I said, you know what? You have no why power behind anything. I said, do you like your job? She's like, yeah. But I was like, but what are you doing? And you know what? Another doctor brought it to my, you know, brought it to my attention that, hey, well, you know what? She's doing this particular area and she might not, she might feel uninspired doing this versus doing this. But man, to be honest with you in general, I looked up some stats and 49% of 15,000 doctors out there in America are either burnt out or depressed. Boom. You can get all that money you want. You can get that car. You can get that house. You can act like everything's all right with your family. But I know what's really going on. Because when I first meet you and you're very rude, like I've met a lot of American doctors who are very rude, I know what's up. I know what's wrong with you. And now thinking back on all of those doctors and dentists I've ever met, they're just without. Now, Australia is much different because you could take two months holiday a year in Australia. But guess what? People are still without. And this is the biggest, and I mean the biggest issue so what did I do as a coach? I said, okay. So I started identifying a, a few things, right? I started identifying a few things in terms of this, in terms of this over here. And I said, okay, first and foremost, there were two things that came into mind. And I said, okay, Jack Canfield, this is the one that it happened during the conversation. I opened up that book right over here that I'm looking at. And I said, okay, when was the, when was, give me the most, the time where you felt most joyful, I remember when we moved into a townhouse in 1999, I was running up for stairs. I was running up stairs in my house for the first time in my very life. Do you understand as a child running up stairs as an African-American? Not that many African-Americans have two-story homes. We live in flat homes. We live in condos. We live in shacks. 
Okay, it doesn't sound that bad, but I'm just giving you guys an idea of what I used to live in. I used to live in a studio apartment with six people. We all slept on the goddamn floor in the living room while my father and his girlfriend at the time, probably for three months, slept in the goddamn bedroom. I'm just saying. So when I actually moved into a townhome and ran up those stairs, that was joy I've never felt before in my life. I wrote that down. I wrote down 2003 LVI. You guys already know that story. Marching band. We got it excellent. And the amount of sheer joy that went through me. Oh, my goodness. An experience I can never take away. When I got out of that subway tunnel, when I got to Sydney for the first time, that was joy. When I came to Thailand and stand upon some hills out there in Phuket, South Island, South Resort Island, and I saw these clouds going through these emerald green hills and the turquoise waters down there, and I had this company, and I was sipping on a Sam Adams that I actually actually just hated so much. That was pure joy. But you know what? She didn't have any. I said, what are you passionate about? I don't know. I asked her a series of questions she didn't know. And you know what? A lot of people don't know. So I said, oh, man, okay. So I gave her an assignment. I said, okay, do this. And then, boom, out of nowhere, I said, Stephen Covey, I feel like she is centered either around money or work. But money's never been an issue with her. And she ended up reading. I said, you know what? Read this. Read this real quick, May. See what center you are. And out of nowhere, within a minute, she just started speaking out loud. She started speaking out loud about something that related to her so much. And I just remember putting face palm in my forehead. And I was like, oh, wow, you are work-centered. But that's okay, because we have a lot of centers. There are a lot of different centers that Stephen Covey went over, and I'm going to go over this in another podcast. But she identified, now she's self-aware of what's going on. And then that led to me, of course, you know, talking about, you know, you know, she's like, oh, I feel like I'm a little depressed. I said, you're not depressed. I said, you're just uninspired. You're not depressed. You are uninspired. That's it. There's no goddamn such thing as depression. If you believe depression actually exists, you are... Listen, I could be lonely right now. Look. Oh, I feel so lonely. I need a woman here with me. Bullshit. I don't need a woman here with me, baby. That's all I need is the Arsenio Buck Show. Because guess what? When it's all said and done, who's getting in whose casket? I'm getting in my own casket. I don't, I'm just saying, guys, if you're in a relationship, by all means, nurture that relationship, work on that relationship, grow rather than die. But me, I don't need anyone. She says she was actually on a little, she was a little depressed. I say, you're not depressed, you're just uninspired. I'm going to help you get out of this. And you know what? That's when the coaching and mentor side of Arsenio Buck came out. And that's when the side, everything of all, everything I've talked about, everything I learned about, everything that has happened in my life, boom, right there, right then and there. And boy, it was a beautiful thing, because I said, I'm going to help this young individual. Although she's just one year shy of me. <laughs> but I said, I'm going to help this young individual. I'm going to get her. I'm going to get that passion back. And so, you know what? Next week is going to be a very, very fine week in terms of her, in terms of figuring out her side of the equation, figuring out what's going on on her end. But you know what, guys? Becoming self-aware is critical. It really is. And if you don't become self-aware, you're going to go drifting in this goddamn world exactly like she did. But now she's self-aware. She's out of that. She's finished. And, of course, she came to me. She's like, oh, you know, part of it is because I don't let people tap into that side of me because I don't let people into that. That's the problem with all of Asia. You don't let people in. Let them in. You got to tap into it. It's just like Antoine Fisher. Antoine Fisher, he had so much aggression. All his Navy SEAL mates, the CBs. 
They made fun of him. He fought him. And then that psychologist said, well, why are you always fighting him? And guess what? For Antoine Fisher, for the first time, he started opening himself up. He opened himself up. And you know what? There was a lot of sexual molestation. His best friend got killed right in front of him with a shotgun. His mother never picked him up from the hospital when she actually had him at a correctional facility. He was born at a goddamn prison. His father was shot dead at the top of a stairwell. You can imagine. He didn't let anyone in until that psychologist, Denzel Washington, based on a true story, came into his life. Let people in. You got to let them in. Tell your story. And this is why I talked about Perry Power, and this is why I'm doing so many connections, because a lot of you right now are suffering, but if you could tell your story, you can inspire someone else. And this is what I'm trying to tell you guys to do. Had another student, and she is a remarkable individual. This girl speaks fluent Chinese, and this is another video, uh, another podcast I'll be talking about in terms of inspiration, finding your inspiration and finding your passion. (sighs) What was it? I completely forgot what I was going to talk about. I was on fire. But you know what? She learned Chinese in seven years. Seven years. English, she's been studying for 22 years, and she still speaks probably 25%. I said, why? She said, because I'm passionate about Chinese. Boom! And that'll be in another podcast. But I'm just trying to tell you guys, man, what are you passionate about? And if you're not aware, I know you're aware now. There's some shit happening in your life right now. But you know what? Awareness, that's the best part. I knew, now I'm aware, now I see all the beauty in life that is around me. But I didn't see that three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Why? Because I saw life through the eyes of the media. I always thought I was just black. I'm not black. I'm Arsenio. I'm a, I'm a one in four hundred trillion odd of being in this goddamn universe. There will never be another person like me, nor will there never be a per- another person like you. So I'm inviting you to go out there and figure yourself out. Dive into this personal development. Open up those parts of you. Your life will never be the same. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual. Over and out.